Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to a live mock. We got folks in from Twitter on this one, so I think we'll have pretty damn good turnout. Um... Time will tell. Mock starts in about two and a half minutes, so I figured I could take a second here at the front end before throwing that up on the screen to just give you guys a quick hello. Hello. Uh, I am Dan Vespris at Dan Vespris on social media. I haven't harassed you all that much today about uh, getting you over there on the Twitters, but it's D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. You must come hang with me. You must. It is mandatory at this point. Or you'll miss all kinds of stuff in the middle of the NBA season. Draft room is loading as we speak. While we're waiting on that, please throw some questions in the chat room. I'll try to take those either as the mock is going or at the end. Like, rate, subscribe. Uh, We'll roll from there. I can actually see a handful of people. Oh, good. Someone's in the mock. (laughs) Someone's in the chat room that's in the mock draft. Um, Yeah. Renee the Red says, first time watching live, you're beautiful. Yeah, no, I think we know that's not true. When my hair used to come down to here, I guess I was, like, marginally handsome. That ain't the case anymore. No, those days are gone. Years of working in minor league baseball and... Multiple youths have uh, have knocked me for a loop. I'm expecting the best here from you guys uh, while we wait for the draft room to load. If this doesn't have a good turnout, then I honestly don't know what to do. Because I started, I jumped into this thing with like 15 minutes before it was starting. I put the link on Twitter. No one else was in it. It was me alone. So I think this is all of you guys. If you screw this up, I'm going to be pissed. And then I'm just going to do something else at that point. I'll just do mocks, and then I'll review them. I just won't do it live anymore. (sighs) Don't make me mad now. Don't make me mad. I still see two, I think, unclaimed teams. Minute 15 to go. Don't you screw this up. I mean, we're rolling with it regardless, but... be sort of frustrating for me after I thought I designed this one and it's too late to replace anybody it's not like I can punt them because this is just a Yahoo mock anyway um I will say the following I don't think that mocks right now are that useful if you're just like plopping yourself into a spot I think what you want to do if at all possible is get your league commissioner to assign or randomize the order as early as humanly possible and then do a bunch of mocks just from that slot. Because bouncing all over the place, this isn't really helping me personally anymore. Maybe it's helping you guys. Hey, the guy in the number one slot just joined. So we got 11 out of 12. That'll have to do. Um, But, like, I don't know what I want to do out of the 12 hole. There are some guys that sometimes fall to 12 that I can take a look at. And this would be different head-to-head in Roto. You know, Roto, I'd probably be looking at Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, these high upside, high downside, low downside guys. Where in head-to-head, you can't go both of those. You got to be cool. You got to be steady. You got to be keen, man. 
You got to be keen. Um, I apologize in advance for any blurriness on the video. I am doing my best. StreamYard sharing a browser window doesn't work all that great. Um, I think there's a possibility that uh, because we kept some folks home from school today, uh, that the internet might be being pulled in a couple of different directions in our house right now. But uh, we'll do our best. I'll get the draft board up there after I make my picks here on the turn. It's coming up real quick. The first round does tend to go pretty damn fast. And then we'll have a nice long lag time between the 13th pick and when I actually get to come up again. So we'll talk about stuff that's going on in between, strategies that I might be able to employ. And now it's getting close to me. We're at pick 10 already. We've got one auto in there. So... Uh, yeah, there goes Kyrie with the auto pick. Anthony Davis is off the board. Kyrie Irving is off the board. Kevin Durant is still there at 12. And I'm going to treat this like a head-to-head -head draft, meaning if I go Kevin Durant with one, I have to go a little bit safer with the other. The question is, what is safer? Honestly, I don't know. Is LaMelo Ball safe? Probably not. But if I go Kevin Durant, the weak stats... By the way, his projected steals and blocks are all goofy as hell. The weak stats with KD are really assists. Maybe threes. So that should be LaMelo or Trey Young if I went farther down the board, but I don't think I want to go that route. Uh, probably go LaMelo, shore up steals a little, um, and then hope that it hits because it's head-to-head. And KD kind of covers up his field goal issue. I don't think he's the best player at this spot, but he's the direction I'm going to go. Uh, and I think it's a pretty good pairing. I didn't go big-small, but I went sort of like a, a, a j big adjacent in Kevin Durant. And I'll throw up the board in a minute. Durant only seven rebounds. The five assists are not bad, but he does give you blocks. Amazing percentages. His positive in field goal covers up LaMelo's negative for the most part. It's not a perfect match. I probably need one more decent field goal guy. And, you know, I'll say again, if that was Roto at that spot, uh, let me get the draft board up there. There we go. Um, well, who's still available? If that was Roto, maybe Towns, Sabonis. The other risky guys were actually gone, interestingly. I don't know if Kyrie goes if you don't have an auto-picking team there, but it was off the board in this one. All right, so here's how it went, everybody. Uh, we'll read them off. The first round went Jokic, Embiid, and Doncic. No surprises there in the top three. Then Shea, Halliburton, Tatum, and Steph Curry. No surprises there in the next four. Dame went eight. Giannis went nine. And then things, that's where you start to wonder. Oh, we got the last team in here. Great job, Hugo. Um, Anthony Davis went 10. Kyrie Irving got auto-picked at 11, which left me, Kevin Durant, at 12. If KD had gone at 11, I probably would have gone Kyrie, uh, and then someone like a Sabonis or Mikhail Bridges or Anthony Edwards to, again, sort of pair one risk and one non-risk. Um, and again, I think with Roto, you can do a little more risk. Second round is basically done. It's zipping along here now. Uh, my first one here, LaMelo Ball. Uh, then Booker, Bridges, Edwards, Mitchell, Trey. That's the first half of the second round. Back half is Towns, Bain, Sabonis, JJJ, Kawhi, and Jimmy Butler. And James Harden starts off the third. As I look at my team now, there's a few things that pop into my mind. KD gives me blocks. Uh, he gives me incredible percentages. Some threes. LaMelo sort of uh, covers up whatever I'm missing there. 
um, his negative and field goal percent levels that off. So now my team is very good in free throws, uh, pretty damn good, I would say, in scoring, if not, maybe not spectacular. Very good in threes now. Pretty good in rebounds, considering I don't have a big man yet. Excellent in assists. Um, pretty good in steals. Not amazing, but not bad. Um, pretty good in blocks because of Kevin Durant. Not great. So there's still some things that can get shored up. But as uh, Cunningham, Van Vliet, DeJounte Murray, and Larry Markinen are the first five uh, after Harden in, the, in this third round, I don't think it's time for me to start hunting what my team might be weak at. You say, oh, well, my team is sort of middle of the pack in field goal percent and mid-pack in rebounds or even kind of low in rebounds. Big man stats are not terrific right now. But the thing is, they don't need to be accommodated immediately. There's plenty of big men the whole way through. If you're lacking in big man stats after two, three, four rounds, it's really not the end of the world. And in fact, you probably want to lean even harder into making sure you get the little man stats or even the wing stuff because those dry up faster so here it comes to me now i'm coming around the bend um i don't like many of the names that are still on the board for me right now most of my favorites at this particular spot late third are gone miles turner's gone adebayo's gone darius garland's gone dejounte murray's gone um which leaves me guys i don't like like siakam lebron james jalen brunson i think is not really my favorite although he's you know sort of efficient small dude Drew Holiday, I'm not super into. Jalen Brown, I don't go all that early. There goes Porzingis at 34. Um, Wemby, Mobley is I like I like Mobley well enough. Fox, Jamal Murray, Scotty Barnes. This is a tough spot. Zach Levine just went off the board at 35. Tells you how hard it is to draft at 36, 37. I probably do go Jalen Brunson because you get efficiency, good percentages. Not a ton of three-pointers, so that's still going to be an area of emphasis, but I like the fact that I'm going to get scoring, assists, not a ton of defensive stats, but it does give you some small guy stats, so let's throw Brunson in our queue while we're winding the clock down. And the second one's a real question mark, because the guy I would probably take here is DeMar DeRozan. I think he outperforms this. Fox could outperform it. Um, My team is pretty damn set in free throws right now, so if I go Fox... I could say, okay, well, you know, I get point guard stuff without damaging field goal percent, and that's probably the direction I'm leaning. Um, just that, like, the big man later on has to not be atrocious at foul shooting, and that's something I'll keep in the back of my head because my team can definitely take a De'Aaron Fox free throw issue right now. It probably can't handle a sort of big man size free throw issue because my first three guys are all good. Brunson's not the best at that. Where did he finish last year? Jalen Brunson was 83%, about six free throws per game. So that's a, that's a medium-sized positive. Uh, LaMelo, medium positive. And then Kevin Durant, one of the biggest free throw positives. So I, I'm in very good shape in those. And so the very small negative now. But remember, Fox actually got his free throw stroke up to 78. So it was only a small negative last year. That kind of only wipes out the LaMelo positive gains. Good chatter in the chat room right now, by the way, everybody. I like the turnout for this one. Let me throw the board up. I just realized I, I left that down for a while. Um, third round, by the way, I gave you Harden, Cade, Frey Van Vliet, DeJounte Murray, Markinen, and Garland. That was the first six. Back half of the third round, Paul George, Miles Turner, Bam, Porzingis, Levine, and my Brunson. Uh, front half of the fourth round is Fox, Siakam, LeBron, Jalen Brown, Wembenyama, and Evan Mobley. 
By the way, LeBron wasn't that far off for me. I really don't like him going early third where he often does go, but um, 36, 37, 38, that's, a, that's an okay spot for LeBron if you don't have risks. I, I just don't see the massive upside with him the way that there was maybe even as recently as two, three years ago because he's old. He's like my age old almost. That's real old. Yowza. All right, so my team's good in assists. I'd say very good, actually. Pretty good in field goal percent, considering it's not a big winning category. I'm, I'm, I would argue ever so slightly sub-average. But the fact that my team is basically average in field goal percent without a center yet is a pretty good sign. Because you throw a couple of big men onto this team, and they're, and they're coming. I'm going to have to get them here pretty soon. And that now becomes a nice positive. Free throw is good. I have some wiggle room if I wanted to take a little bit of a hit in that. Scoring is excellent. Rebounds are weak, but again, I don't have a big man. Um, assists are excellent, as I mentioned. Steals are pretty good now with LaMelo and Fox. Blocks are not good, but not awful because of Durant. And then, um, what did I say about percentages are both pretty damn good right now. Um, but again, that field goal percent needs a big man. So you, you kind of like know the field goal percent is not great compared to the other teams. But when you consider the fact that I, I still haven't drafted a center, and eventually I'm going to need two of those guys, and they're probably going to bring that number up. How much remains to be seen, but some, one would assume, and uh, that'll be where that sort of pulls that number up. And the one thing, and the things we have to be concerned about is how much of a hit do we take in points? How much of a hit do we take in free throw percent when we start adding in the big men? Back half of the third round, by the way, uh, Scotty Barnes, Jared Allen... DeMar DeRozan, uh, Vooch, DeAndre Ayton, Jordan Poole. And we now have the front end of this, the, the fifth round as well. Chet Holmgren off the board. Jamal Murray, Drew Holiday falls to 5-3. That's really late for him. Walker Kessler, Tyrese Maxey, and Alperin Shengun. Now I'll go back to the actual available players list because you guys are going to wonder what the hell I'm doing here. This is not my favorite center spot on the board. Um, Claxton is going to outperform it, but he is a big bad free throw guy so if I take Nick Claxton I'm basically saying I can't take another bad free throw shooting big man do I do that or do I risk it and try to wait around and hope that guys like Pirtle or Capella uh, or even like a Mark Williams and Jalen Duran that those guys maybe get back to me later if I don't take those a uh, big man now I'm putting a lot on the line if those dudes don't get back to me. So I probably have to take one. And then the question becomes, do I want to go traditional big? I'm building a pretty well-rounded team right now. I haven't gone into a punt yet. I typically don't like to punt head-to-head -head or roto on draft night. I tend to lean into strengths and weaknesses as the season progresses. And now it comes back around to me. So I'll throw Claxton on the queue just in case I talk for too long and can't make another decision here. Um, other guys I like at pick 60, 61, and you've seen a lot of names, and I'll read them off, have gone from a little farther down the board. Um, I don't think I need Chris Paul, but he'd be interesting. Brooke Lopez, Jeremy Grant, um, Devin Vassell is intriguing, but I probably don't go that route because I don't want to muck around with percentages if I don't know what I'm going to get. There goes Claxton on my team. Now I've got another 30 seconds to screw about if I want to. Um... Not a huge fan of my choices here. I don't like Brandon Ingram, and I don't really like Zion. Not Giddy, not Boncaro. I mean, do I go Simons and take care of some of the three-point stuff? 
I don't know that he beats this 61. I think my pick is probably Jeremy Grant here because I just took care of blocks and rebounds. I'll go ahead and get a guy that's pretty good across the board. Now I got put into auto pick because I queued up two guys and uh, did I get Grant? Yeah, there he is. Um, I'll take myself back out of auto pick. I don't know if you guys are hearing draft sounds. I, I tried to turn them off, but I don't know if that worked or not. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. So that was a case where I just went with a guy that I thought was best. I, I didn't really think about what my team needed. But Jeremy Grant's another good free throw shooter. Um, field goal percent is kind of, uh, we don't really know. He was at 47.5%. Last year was much lower than that during his Portland time. What is he, 45, 46, hopefully a small negative there. Luckily, in Nick Claxton, we got one of the most powerful positive field goal guys in the NBA. So that took kind of an average category and catapulted it into a strength. Unfortunately, free throw now goes back almost down to average. That's problematic. So I got to make sure that my free throw situation gets taken care of the next go-round. I only have, um, only have one of the let's see I only have one of my center spots taken care of so that'll be something that I have to think about as well let's throw the board up there once again now that it's past my turn the uh, fifth round we gave you the first half but I'll read it all the way through again Holmgren Murray Holiday Kessler Maxi Shangun and the second half of Beal OG Ananobi Jalen Williams Cam Johnson Julius Randall and Nick Claxton um, I'll read you the sixth round once it's all the way done. It seems silly for me to be kind of repeating myself. Hey, quickly, a reminder here mid-show. I might as well just flip the... Uh, no, we'll let the board roll in the background, but I'll just make it a little bit smaller here. Uh, where did I put that thing? There it is. I want to do my little Manscaped plug because this thing's awesome. I used it right here and my cheeks earlier today. Those listening to the after feed on the podcast you guys can't see what i'm talking about but this is the manscaped handyman it is the word is upside down i should learn how to hold something on camera awesome it's the handyman it's an electric razor it's not a sideburn trimmer so this is not for the beard which i also have this is for the hairs you actually want to get rid of it's very comfortable no pinch um i forget what they call that that's that face safe technology it's really awesome it's a wonderful product, and you can use the code ETHOS20 to get 20% off and free shipping on that bad boy. 20% off and free shipping with code ETHOS20. Also, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and follow on Twitter. Please. Pretty please. 
working my tail off here. Sixth round is Jeremy Grant, Franz Wagner, Josh Giddy, Brooke Lopez, Zion, and Devin Vassell. And then Brandon Ingram, Rudy Gobert, Tyus Jones, Tyler Hero, Anthony Simons, and Paolo Boncaro. So, um, you know, this is the other thing. The folks that are in this draft right now, I don't know if everybody heard me say this earlier on, uh, these are my Twitter followers. So these are people that have been listening to me, and some of them are doing what I've talked about, other ones are not. But it is another reason why in this particular draft, when it's getting me on the turn, most of the guys that I would want to take in that, say, like a sixth-round guy are gone, or fifth, I guess, for the odd rounds, because I'm at the end of it, and the people I'm fighting with in this draft are all relatively knowledgeable. I am coming up around the corner here, so I took the draft board down again. Um, the names that are up on the board, I'd say a few more options here once it gets to me. We'll see who's still there. Uh, but again, guys are going earlier, because these are people that have been listening to what I've been yelling about for a while. Interestingly, CP3 is still up there. I'm almost forced to take him if he's still there at 84. I don't like Jalen Green. I don't like Middleton. I don't really like Marcus Smart because he hasn't even played in a preseason game yet. MPJ is kind of a safe play here. Decent percentages guy with low defensive stats. There goes Mark Williams early. So MPJ is a possibility. Derek White, I think, is a possibility for defensive stats, kind of the opposite of Michael Porter. Um... Time Lord, I think, is going to be a little bit of a headache this year, but even in 20-some-odd minutes, he'd be okay, and he's not a terrible foul shooter, and he, frankly, just doesn't get there very often. Uh, but, ah, there goes Chris Paul, two slots before me. So, in terms of guys, now you're starting to think who might get back to me. Um, I don't pick again until 108. Almost everybody on this board is going to be gone by then. What do I want to do? Well, I want to put a dent back into free throw percent because I feel like Claxton messed that up for me. And then beyond that, I think I'm just sort of feeling it out. Definitely could use some rebounds. There goes Marcus Smart. So Jalen Duran is is a guy that would be near the top of my board. Not great foul shooter, but I don't expect him to take all that many. He'll be okay in blocks and boards. Do I want or uh, blocks and steals? Do I want Duran or do I want Time Lord? Probably go Jalen Duran for the extra scoring. And then the other side of this is, what do I want more? Because there's a three-point shooter I would take here. That would be Clay Thompson. Austin Reeves would be the guy to be a nice positive in free throws because he gets there a bunch, but he's knocking at the threes that Clay does. Um, if you're just looking for, like, who gives you the most on a per-game basis, it's probably Clay. And I'm going to just have to hope that uh, I can collect my free throw stuff somewhere else. Um, but Austin Reeves was the other guy that I was looking at there. So we'll go Clay. He was a top 60 range guy the second half of last year. I'm going to hope he can kind of replicate that. I don't see any real reason for drop-off. And frankly, after missing multiple seasons with catastrophic leg injuries, you might even see Clay do better this year. He's a very good free throw shooter. The problem, of course, with Thompson is that he doesn't get there very often having some issues here with saying names of players I'm looking at out loud. Clay only took two free throws a game last season, but because he had 88% of them, that gave him sort of a medium-sized positive there. Um, I think that moves my team back above the midpoint in that. And I got to say, I am kind of building a Roto team now, but I don't, I don't see the problem with that even on a head-to-head -head side. I'm going to compete with everybody every week. 
It's also a lot easier, and everybody's like, oh, well, you're going to lose 5-4 to four to teams that are punting a bunch of stuff. Perhaps, but if you run into a team that screws up a punt or has an injury or two in their punt build, that's where you can start picking up 7-2 and 8-1 to one wins if you're not you know, punting two or three categories. Plus, as the year goes, if I'm just like, you know what? Like, maybe I don't have a great shot in blah, whatever. Then you, you trade those guys. Right now, I'm building a team that I think is very well-rounded. I think um, I like the, the sort of pacing of it, taking care of the big men in kind of the late middle zone. I got my assists early. And it's hard on the turn. It's very hard. People say you have to punt when you're drafting on the turn. I think this, this draft is a pretty good example of the fact that maybe you don't. Forgot to put the draft board up there. Sorry, everybody. Um... Seventh round was Kyle Kuzma, Jakob Pertl, Clint Capella, Tobias Harris, Terry Rozier, and C.J. McCollum. Mark Williams, Chris Middleton, Jalen Green, Chris Paul, Marcus Smart, Jalen Duran. That's the seventh round. Eighth round is almost done, by the way, so I can probably start reading it. I started with Clay, then Reeves went right behind me. Hugo, perhaps listening to the show while drafting. Keegan Murray goes third in the eighth round, then Michael Porter Jr., Fultz, and Derek White. Uh, Time Lord. Opens up the second half of the eighth round. That's pick 91, by the way, if you're tracking numbers. Then D'Lo, Mitchell Robinson, Daniel Gafford, Andrew Wiggins, and uh, waiting on the last pick of the eighth round right now. So we'll just keep this going because everybody's in attendance and uh, things are going well. I think my team's pretty good. Who the hell is going to be left at pick 108 is anybody's guess. Already, things are drying up a little, and I can't talk about it very much because it's clear that the folks around me are actually listening or watching. Got to be chill, man. Got to be chill. Hey, again, please like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, Draymond Green finishes off the eighth round. I wonder if this dude in the first slot is also live casting the mock because he's running that clock down. Oop, ran out of time and I think got punt pushed into auto pick because of it. I don't think he left though. That's the Dan took too long auto pick on the other end. Uh, Buddy Heald opens up the ninth round. So if you guys have been listening to me, you know some of the players I'm looking at here. By the way, don't draft Miles Bridges. Can we just take him and fire him off into the whatever's? I'm surprised no one's done the John Morant stash for a head-to-head draft yet. I hope I'll see some of you guys over on Twitter. I hope. I promise you it'll be worth it. Find me over on social, at Dan Vespris. We got a lot to talk about over there. Yeah, see, look at this. A couple of my favorite guys are off at 99 and 100. Grumble, grumble. Grumble, grumble. My kid loves a, a kid's song about a monster in their tummy, and it grumbles when it's hungry. Grumble, grumble. Grumble, grumble. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is going to be upsetting for me. Who's going to be left at 108, 109? We're going to have to do some spelunking here to find the players we like. Because I'm not a huge fan of Trey Jones, although I guess at 110 he'd probably be okay. Oh, there he goes. Miles Bridges, no. Jaw. Doesn't really fit my team build, but hard to pass up if he's actually still there at these two. And I'll, then I'll go into stash mode. Um, Dinwiddie is kind of a maybe. Zach Collins is intriguing. 
I don't know about Jaden McDaniels taking that big step forward. I hope he does. I'm not sure that I'm willing to take a plunge on it. There goes Nurk and Zach Collins. I mean, this is going to be, this is starting to get ugly. What are we going to do? What are we going to do when no one's left for you? I'm trying not to put guys in my queue because I figure then people will take them, but yeah, everybody knows who I've been talking about on this show. So this is the trouble, of course, with drafting against a bunch of dudes who follow your every step. <laughs> there goes Bruce Brown. He's way down here somewhere. Off he goes. I don't know that there are going to be two guys left that I want at this spot. There might be one. There might be none. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're in the, we're we're choosing from the turds now, friends. Um I'm not I'm not into all the wild upside plays that uh, everybody else is. There are a couple of names down here that probably won't get back to me. Um I'll I'll stash Ja at 108, 109. This is a perfectly reasonable spot to do that. I don't know that any of these remaining dudes are like, you know, pushing 60, 70 range upside anymore. Right? We we may be out of those guys. So there's Ja and now it's a uh, um, if you're hunting upside, Dinwiddie doesn't really have it, but at least he'd get you point guard stuff. Um, Trey Murphy's hurt, or he would have been a guy. I don't like any of these dudes in this range. Josh Hart, maybe, probably worth a shot. We'll throw him on the board here. Um, I'll talk more, I think, when it comes back around to my next turn, and we'll just hope that some of these guys that are way down the board are still around. But uh, we'll go Josh Hart, fill in that open forward spot, and hope he continues to get his 30-some-odd minutes for New York, even though Dante DiVincenzo's in town, and that does make me a tad nervous. Here's your draft board again. Did I finish the eighth round? I did, yeah. Ninth round, so uh, ninth round is uh, Buddy Heald, Jabari Smith Jr., John Collins, DeAnthony Melton, one of those guys. Wendell Carter Jr., Onyeko Kongwu. Those guys are both perfectly fine in there. Trey Jones, meh. Nurk, I like it. Collins, I like it. Zach, Collins, both Collins went in this round, actually. Then Bruce Brown. Scoot went right in front of me. I stashed John Morant to finish off the ninth round. And uh, we'll see how the tenth round shakes out in a minute. Um, I think it's a little bit silly that this mock is going 13 rounds because let's be honest the 13th round of your head-to-head -head draft is a streamer slot you're dropping that dude it's just happening so get used to it this is not a bad time for me to look and see if there's some questions uh david says do you do a mock draft with viewers i think that's what this is actually yeah harumph says draft usman garuba with your first pick he's going to make the all two-way team yeah. Before you get started, do you know of and have opinions on taco boats? I don't even know what a taco boat... Oh, taco boat. That seems like something a crazy person would eat. I feel like it would spill, but maybe I'm not looking at it right. So here's the thing. I like... A small amount of ingredients in my taco, and the ratio of ingredients to shell is very important to me. So I feel like this is now too much ingredient and not enough shell. Emmanuel, Luis Emmanuel says, people are starting to draft Ben Simmons higher due to preseason games. You okay with reaching for him? Yeah, I mean, what is reaching, though? Like, this round would be fine. Where the hell is this draft? Tenth round? 
I don't know if anybody's taken him yet, but I just said his name and people are watching, so now someone will see it. Oh, there he went. He went 10-3. That wouldn't have been a bad guy to take for me there instead of Josh Hart. That's a problem, by the way, with doing a draft, announcing it while you're doing it, is that you can't really use your cue, and so you lose track of who the guys are and where they are on the board because Yahoo keeps moving them around. But Simmons would have been a pretty fair play to take it that 108-109 range also in kind of this is a sort of like a little bit of an expert draft these guys you guys on twitter that follow me you guys are as good as pretty much any analyst like you're taking the information that's been given to you and you're utilizing it properly what was the next question on the board there Halliburton over Giannis I could never uh yes absolutely uh, Giannis's knees are toast, and he's a strict punt free throw guy, so absolutely. Sabonis and Edwards to start would be sick. Um, not a whole lot of per game upside there, but very durable. What do you think of Bilal Kulibali's role? Kulibali. Any fantasy value there? Not early. Struggles at the NBA level would be my take on the first half of the season. Could have gone full punt field goal and went LaMelo and Trey. Yeah, I just I think punt field goal is a bit overdone. Everyone's always punting field goal. As soon as they take guards, they figure they've got a punt field goal, but they don't really have to. I don't think I did it all in this one, and I had LaMelo as one of my first two picks. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know who's on the board anymore because I've been talking through it. Um, I don't know who's left. And I pick is coming up in three, which tells you I'm not really paying super close attention. Uh, Al Horford would be an interesting play in Roto here. Brogdon says he wants to play for Portland. I'm not sure I believe it, but he's not completely dead in the water. Tari Eason is interesting. Slow-mo is interesting. Um, scrolling down the board. B-ball Paul is interesting. I, I, no one's going to buy this, but Kyle Lowry for like the first two months might be interesting before his body. Decomposes on the court. Um, Sadiq Bay, if you were punting field goal a little bit, well, he doesn't do a whole lot of stuff, I guess. Christian Wood is also somewhat interesting. I don't know that I'd go a whole lot farther down the board, but there's a couple of guys floating around. Oh, there goes Paul Reed. Um, I already forgot who I just talked about. So Eason is sort of notable. I'll go, I don't know, I wasn't ready for this pick because I was talking. So, uh, we'll go Malcolm Brogdon. I don't know why, just because and uh let's see scrolling scrolling doom scrolling at this point uh, hmm. hmm yeah we'll go slow-mo as the other one i want to go back to the questions that's actually more fun for me right now than uh picking 11th 12th rounders when the board is completely cooked um, I'll pick Shea at pick four. Acat Roto, who is suggested pick 21 and 28. I don't think you need to worry about it. Everybody's so concerned about pairs. If you went Jimmy Butler, that would be interesting. If you were going punt threes, um, if you went Kawhi, you hope that he stays upright. I don't think that that's necessarily a punt anything at that point. It's really, I go with who I like in those spots. So if McHale is still there, you can go that direction. If Cat is still there, um, like I said, Butler, Kawhi are also interesting. 
I'm not looking to say like, oh, I got to cover these issues with Shea. Oh, Shea doesn't block shot. Well, he does actually a little bit. Or Shea doesn't get enough assists. I got to get another point guard there. Yeah, you probably want to get another guard in the first in the next two or three rounds. But take the guy you think is going to be a stud. Worry about the pair stuff. Worry about filling in the gaps in the third, fourth, fifth round. Would Wemby have been a good pick in the third round? No, I don't think so. Would you take Harden in the second round in Roto? Not while we don't know where he's playing. No, that's uh, tough. Kawhi in the second round, question mark? What do you think of that pick personally? I think Kawhi is underrated this season. I like Kawhi in the second round, actually. I think um, he's going to be trying to play a few, four, five, six more games this year. Then that then that should hopefully get him into the low to mid-60s, 62, 64. And uh, given his per-game potential, that actually gets him there, believe it or not, by totals. Wemby and uh, Holmgren, that's all kinds of butchered at third at 12th spot. Um, I'd rather go Chet, honestly. What do you think of LeBron this season? I took him in the late second because I thought I was getting a lot of value, but now I see that everyone is not drafting him. Yeah, I, this this is the year the Lakers want to take the, the afterburners off of LeBron and let him coast a lot more. Sorry, guys, I forgot to put the draft board back up there. That's my bad. I'm mostly avoiding LeBron this season. I um, think you see his per-game value go down, so that brings him down into the third round, and I don't think you see a whole lot of durability. He might try to get to 65 to make those all NBA teams just because he likes accolades, but that almost feels like like we saw with Porzingis last year. He'll get to 65 and then stop. They might even game it out like, these are the ones I'm going to play, these are the ones I'm going to miss, and this is going to get me to exactly 65 games. Yes, you are hearing the draft noises. Sorry about that. So I have my my computer audio turned down on my mixer right down here. For some reason, because I'm sharing that browser window, the sound went piped straight in and didn't go through my computer. It just StreamYard picked it straight up. So I apologize. I got that cleaned up uh, about halfway through or so. Um, I'm about to have my Mr. Irrelevant pick. Um, I don't I don't know who it, this really doesn't matter at all at this point. But Christian Wood's still there. Norman Powell, if he gets moved in a Harden trade, would be interesting. But I don't think you have to draft him. KCP's kind of like you're plodding along, dude. So screw it. We'll go KCP because he'll be like number 95 and be extremely boring all season long. Um, let me see if I can shrink this board. You guys can see the whole thing. That's really small font. I doubt you guys can read that. But that's the whole board on the screen right now. And uh, apologies. Maybe you guys can sort of like pause it and zoom in. I drafted Harden last week, is back to the questions here, but worried he gets shut down by the Sixers if he isn't traded. Yeah, I don't think that they let him play. I think that, you know, the NBA rules might force them to put him in the ball game, but they might play him for five, six minutes, and if he's dogging it, they just yank him at that point. Or maybe they hope that he figures it out. Who knows? Uh, but he says he's not playing. He, he tripled down on it again today, earlier today, actually, on spooky Friday the 13th. I I don't know if I can draft Harden in front of pick 30 until we know what's going on with this thing. Simons or Hero if I'm in Roto? Um, they're not that dissimilar from one another. I'm probably going Tyler Hero, though. Slightly better field goal percent would be my expectations. Simons probably scores a little bit better. Hero more rebounds. I mean, you're splitting hairs a little bit. Guys ranked like 75 and 90 are almost the same player. Um, I probably lean hero by just the smallest bit. Also, 
you know, no risk of late season shenanigans, but splitting hairs. Demo says, hello, just need some advice. All right, let's see what I can do. Should I trade Damian Lillard, Keegan Murray, and Cam Johnson for Donovan Mitchell, Josh Gideon, Clay Thompson? It's an eight-person points league. Um, I'm going to say no. Eight-team leagues, you want to trade for the first-rounder, the guy with the, the highest per-game ranking, and that in this should be Damian Lillard. So you want to just try to consolidate into the single best players. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that Keegan Murray is on a team in an eight-team eight league. Um, he and Josh Giddy might kind of be throwing. I mean, Clay Thompson, Cam... It's just like Dame for Donovan Mitchell. I'd rather Dame... JP says, hi, Dan. What do you think about Rob Covington this year? In your opinion, would he be productive? Um, I got too many wings. I know he's playing a bit here in the preseason, and that's good. But the minutes are going to bounce all over the map. Head-to-head, maybe you can deal with that a little bit better because, like, a good game, a bad game, a good game, a bad game, it doesn't break you the way that blowing a bad Roto a game's cap does. But um, I'm not drafting him. I guess I could have drafted him in this one because I literally wasn't even paying attention in the 13th round. If he's your Mr. Irrelevant pick, have at it, but you're probably going to drop him a week into the season. Dan, do you think Jalen Johnson will start? I don't know that it matters. He'll play a fair amount, though. I'm okay with him as a flyer. Rocco and Nick Richards' late-round flyers for head-to-head is the question. Um, eh, I think you might see Charlotte go small. Fine. You're going to drop these guys anyway. They're not my favorites, but whatever. Do the Blazers have any top 150 fantasy players? Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy Grant is probably going to be top 50 range. Simon's probably top 80. Um, DeAndre Ayton, probably top 45 range. So, yeah. And then some. And Scoot will probably be good by the second half of the season. Probably not the beginning, though. Would you have gone KD and LaMelo with your first two picks in Roto? Um, Probably not. I probably don't go LaMelo because he is a little bit of a punt field goal guy. But I covered it in this one. Um, Bridges, Spida, Cat. I think all these guys possibly have better per game marks than LaMelo. Um, and then Roto, I'm also trying to be fairly competitive in turnovers. I guess my team is pretty competitive in turnovers in this one. Overall, I did kind of draft this one a little bit Roto-y. And LaMelo is absolutely one of the best names I was on the board at that point. But I don't know that in Roto, it was quite the obvious pick that it was for head-to-head. Levine or DeRozan in Roto? Probably DeRozan. Question from a Blazers fan like that old logo there. I like the look of Mar- uh, Marvin, Mark Williams. But I'm worried Steve Clifford ends up giving him and Richards close to a split, maybe 26-22. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I-, I would be a little bit worried about that because you also have the possibility of P.J. Washington playing some center, which is maybe a bit less likely now that Miles Bridges is back in warm legal water. Um, It's probably more like 28-20, but I do think that caps Mark Mark Williams a little bit. He's not my favorite late-round center play. Neither is Jalen Duran because he doesn't block as many shots. Honestly, I think if Daniel Gafford gets center eligibility, that's probably my pick between those three late dudes. But for some reason, Gafford's listed as a forward right now. 
Who wins the Utah starting point guard spot? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't know, actually. I'm not sure that I'm drafting that person regardless. Because if it's THT, he's like the definition of, oh, he can get you points and some assists and a couple of steals, but he's going to take a wet diarrhea on your percentages and we just, nobody ever notices the damage that guys like that do in other things. Head-to-head, I suppose, if, like, if one of those categories is a punt for you already, okay, but, yeah. It's probably going to be Colin Sexton. Unless they slide him up to the shooting guard spot. We shall see. We'll know soon enough, won't we? Mm, Nine-cat roto question from Luke. Jokic punt blocks build. Thoughts? Here's the thing. With Jokic, you can do anything you want. You're obviously not punting the things that he's incredible at, like field goal percent, rebounds, assists, but you could punt points, you could punt threes, you could punt blocks. You could even punt free throw percent because he's not that great. He's decent, but he's not great at them. Or you could punt nothing because Jokic is so freaking good at so many things that you can just build around it. Because he takes care of your rebounding big man issue while also providing a positive in free throw percent, meaning you load up some guards in there. You could add a guard that stinks at shooting. And Jokic was the single most powerful field goal percent by volume player in the NBA last year, which I don't think people realize because some of them see like Nick Claxton shooting 70% or whatever and think, oh my God. But Jokic shot 63% on 15 shots a game. He was Better at that category than Zion, who took an extra shot at 61%. They're both very, very good in field goal percent. But Jokic, the man there. It just opens up so many things for your team to take care of boards, assists, kind of steals, not like hyper elite, but decent, and field goal percent out of that top slot. These are hard things to get together without suffering in other categories. And the only one you suffer in there is threes, which I promise you, you'll be fine in once you take your first couple guards. Is a Jabari Smith breakout coming? Maybe. I am. I, I like him. Um, where did he go in this mock draft? I've lost track. Where are you, Jabari Smith? Are you somewhere? I've lost him. Um, I think he's going in front of 100 these days, so I'm not sure that I would... Getting a message, <laughs> a message from my family here on a little kid's drawing table. Um, I've lost Jabari Smith Jr. and where he went on this one. I remember reading his name, but I don't remember exactly where it was. You guys probably can see it better than I can. Was it the eighth round? No. Ah, well. Uh, oh, there he is. Uh, beginning of the ninth round. So that's pick 98. 98. Yeah, that's an okay spot for him there. I don't think I go Jabari Smith... When uh, Melton and Collins and Okongwu, uh, Nurk, other Collins, these guys were still on the board. But if those guys are gone and you're into that next crop of the oh kind of guys, then absolutely have at it because he has a really nice fantasy profile, but he's going to have to knock down a couple of shots to get there. Cheers, everyone. Like, rate, subscribe, please. Just like 10% of you do it. That's it. That's all I'm asking, especially if you made it to the end. You got to do it. Like, rate, and subscribe. Find me on the socials. That is at Dan Bespris. I promise it'll be worth your while. We'll have some fun over on Twitter. You must 
must be on Twitter if you want to win your fantasy basketball league and it's even remotely competitive because you just got to be able to move on news faster than everybody else. Shout out to Manscaped. Ethos20 is the promo code over there. Uh, And thank you to Sports Ethos. As always, go grab yourself a fantasy pass because the NBA fantasy pass, which is just six bucks a month, get the Brewski 150 tomorrow. It has projections in it right now. Also from Brew, uh, it has a live draft tracker tool, which you can download tomorrow that has the B150 preloaded into it. So you can draft built on the B150 and its projections. It's the best it's ever been, and it's $6 a month. Go get it. Keep the website afloat. See you guys tomorrow.